Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 100 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities. IberiaBank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and 30 North Investments. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and economist. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. The current population of New Orleans is reportedly somewhere around 400,000. The number of tourists who visit New Orleans annually is about 9 million. Outside of the French Quarter, there are only a handful of tourist-specific activities here. There's no amusement park or beach or the kind of thing you typically see in other tourist destinations. Mostly people come here just to experience New Orleans. The music, the food, the architecture. For us, what is simply everyday life. Patricia Marr is the co-founder of a new type of tourist business that capitalizes on this. It's called FOWE, and it's spelled F-U-H-W-E. FOWE connects tourists and locals who can give them a first-hand local experience and get paid for it. Patricia, welcome out to lunch. Thank you, Peter. It's lovely to be here. Well, Patricia's business is about showing people everyday life. Lowry Curley's business is about creating life itself, or at least a version of it, on a silicon chip. Lowry's company, Axosim, has developed a product that mimics living tissue. They call it Nerve on a Chip. It's designed to be used by pharmaceutical companies to test drugs faster than is currently possible and avoids testing on animals. Lowry, welcome out to lunch. Thank you so much for having me. Lowry, we met briefly during New Orleans Entrepreneur Week. I wanted to have you back on the show to give us time to explore what you're really up to more fully. The idea of creating a form of human cells on a chip sounds both extraordinarily revolutionary and ultimately hugely profitable. Is there a branch of science and scientists doing this, or is this something you've come up with uh, here at your lab at Tulane? This is something that, that was invented at Tulane. Uh, so oh. it's homegrown. There are versions of this being done in other places uh, around the country, but we're the first ones doing it with the nervous system, which is extremely exciting. And how far along are you? We have been working on this as an academic exercise, scientifically, for the better part of the last six years. Uh, commercially now, we've been doing this for two years. So we're still in the early stages, but we, in the last, really, six months, have gotten some amazing traction and are really getting very, very close to getting this out into the real world. I would think there would be a huge appetite for this. What do pharmaceutical companies do now for testing? So pharmaceutical companies now test this very basic in the lab, so in a Petri dish, as you might see in a movie, you know, kind of <laughs> your, your character. That's my science background. We're, go yeah. we're together now. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So you see that, you know, it's very basic. It's cells in a Petri dish, and unfortunately, that's not the way they look in real life, and therefore, it's not the way drugs are really going to interact with these cells. When they go into humans, they have that option or they can test it on animals, which unfortunately is also not very predictive of how it will act in humans because the biology is completely different. They're animal cells. They're not human cells. 
those are the two options as of now, and, and we're very excited to be able to give them a better option, uh, something that's a bit of in between the two. So human cells, but much more advanced than a Petri dish. And what's been the, um, the response? The response has been overwhelmingly positive. The pharmaceutical industry is looking for options. They're looking for better ways to do this. Currently, 89% of drugs actually fail after hundreds of millions of dollars, and between five and 10 years has been spent just in a lab, just on animal testing, 89% fail when they go into humans. So in any industry, 89% failure uh, would not be very acceptable, Jeez, right? <laughs> and does this have to be uh, FDA approved? Who's, who's overseeing all That's this? That's a good question. So currently, um, the FDA is sort of taking a wait and see approach. Uh, this is very, very new. And I should mention it's being done in other organs. So we have a nerve on a chip, but this has been done in liver on a chip, <laughs> heart on a chip. Uh, as ah. you can imagine, the liver takes a, a beating from, from pharmaceuticals. And, uh, <laughs> and Bourbon Street. Those and Bourbon Street, yes. Yeah, Especially in New Orleans, the liver on a trip, maybe, maybe we should do that as well. Um, but no, so it's, uh, the FDA has kind of taken a wait-and-see approach. This is being used basically for pharmaceutical companies to make an internal decision. So they decide what version of a drug they want to push into humans, and then the FDA takes a, an approach, you know, takes, takes a, a stance on that. As we develop more information on this and prove that this really is better than animal testing, um, we fully expect the FDA to, to come on board and to allow this type of testing to potentially replace animals. Wow. Now, Patricia, the idea of matching up tourists and local New Orleanians might not be as revolutionary as creating nerve on a chip, <laughs> but in a field where we thought we'd seen everything, and it's the pretty much the biggest economic sector of the city, this is pretty significant. You were the winner of the New Orleans Startup Weekend in 2015 and a, and a part of the Entrepreneur Week in 2016, so I'm sure you have this down to a science by now, but can you give me a one-minute pitch and explain how FOE works, and uh, really from both sides, for tourists and for locals? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's really a platform, Peter. It's an online platform connecting uh, locals with explorers, we call them. Uh, the tourists can be visitors, they can be coming to a, a convention on business, they can be here for a few months on an assignment. They could actually be from New Orleans, uh, but want to explore something new in their city. So we really connect locals with explorers, and that's what FUI is doing. We're using the technology that's there now, um, the modern app and websites that are there to connect both parties. Because you know what it's like when you come into a city mm -hmm. and right. you don't know anybody. Uh, but you want to do what locals do. You want to see what locals see and you want to hear what locals are saying. And, and the best way to do that is, is to connect with locals. So we're using a platform, it's very easy, uh, to, do, to connect the two. Where does this name come from? For we, yes. it's a West Indian Caribbean name. It's an expression when you're down in the islands and you're, you're talking, uh, you'll say, is this for we? Yes, this oh. is for we. So it's a, it's, a, it's a local expression. We think it's authentic, it's real. It's really what we're about, connecting explorers with locals for real experiences. So the name matches really the, the vision of the company. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Now, what about the mainly the people listening to this show are locals. If they wanted to be uh, involved in this, being somebody that 
takes care of uh, tourists and such, what would they do? What's their role? Yeah, um, what they do is they, they, they apply, they, get, they apply online, they can go to the website, uh, www.fuhwe.com, okay. and they can apply to be a local host. And then they can add an experience on the website, so they can create and craft their own experience, two, three hour long experience that they want to share, that they're passionate about and knowledgeable about in the city. And it could be art, culture, history, music, uh, food, beverage, sports, entertainment, any of these seven categories uh, that you're passionate about. Uh, please feel free, go ahead and uh, apply to become a local host. We'll invite you in, get to know you. You get to know Fui and how it works. And then we do a dry run of your experience. So we oh. actually go and test it. Yeah, oh. you know, um, and these are the fun times I'm having in New Orleans right now. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then how does the person get paid? The person gets paid um, directly through Fui. So the, the booking is made on the platform. The, the, the explorer pays and, and books online. And then we pay the, the, the local host. So we take a small commission for our services and they really get the bulk of the money. Well, for their time, for their passion, yeah. for their knowledge. How do you get the word out? I keep thinking maybe like a hotel concierge or something like that. What are you doing? Um, we're doing a lot of social media actually um, because um, our target audience are really millennials, young people who are looking for that authentic experience. Um, we did a lot of research. They, they, they're more interested in authentic things than material, material things. And um, we're, we're, we're going online, we're, we're sharing our experiences online, we're sharing our local hosts, their profiles, so people get to connect and see what FUI is all about, and it's, it's very successful. I've got to ask you, Lowry, I see, I can picture what's going on here, and it's Tulane's lab, and you're there. Who owns the technology? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, and Tulane actually does. Um, they own the, the intellectual property, and that has been a benefit for AccessM, so Tulane has really been a great partner for us. Uh, we have an exclusive option to license this technology, so we, it's protected you know, for our use, and it was really nice because Tulane has access to some phenomenal lawyers. They were able to get us better intellectual property protection than we likely would have on our own. And Tulane has invested a good amount of resources in this uh, technology, you know, through by allowing it to incubate here, you know, hiring um, Dr. Moore, who's my business yeah. partner and was my PhD advisor. Wow. As a, as a tenured faculty so you came, member. Did you, did you come here for Tulane? I did. I came here for graduate school. And uh, where were you in from? So I'm originally from the, from the New Orleans okay. area. I uh, actually, my family moved around a little bit, so I went to high school in Atlanta, ended up going to undergrad at Clemson University in South Carolina. Go Tigers. That's, you couldn't uh, stand any more of those orange paws. Uh, in yeah, I kind of like the orange like paws. Okay, you know. Around here, it's the other Tigers. Yes, uh, I heard. hear that more often than <laughs> I, I would like. But, but then I wanted to come back home, and so it was perfect to be able to come back. Um, Tulane has a fantastic biomedical engineering program. Came back and got my PhD there, working with, with uh, Michael Moore, and little did I know that it was the genesis of an idea that has the potential to make a huge, huge splash in, uh, in biotechnology. So it's been a, a very exciting and well, curvy help journey. On, help <laughs> me on this part. If, um, if somebody bought the if bought the whole idea, wh what would they do? Would they buy that from you or buy it from Tulane? Or 
So the, um, the option to license, it basically secures our rights to be able to get the full license to the technology. Once we have the full license to the technology, it's ours to do with it what we will. And obviously, we have research and development, and, and you know, we want this to be a business. We don't want to just turn around and license this out. We want to make sure this gets out there and that it's done right. And we believe we are the people to do that correctly. But at that point, it, it does become our property, and you know, Tulane benefits from it as they, they will receive you know, some, some royalties uh, for their significant effort. Um, but we're, we're working on this being, being our, you know, being XSM's is technology. That, by the way, is that the exit strategy? Is at some point, does big money come in? And at some point, yes. Uh, you know, the, the strategy for now, being from New Orleans and, and having a significant desire to have a biotech industry here, uh, both myself and my business partner feel firmly that we want to grow this here. You know, we want this to be headquartered in New Orleans, to be another story that people say, hey, this is some fantastic technology that came out of New Orleans. Success begets success, and, right. and you know, we want to build this thing here, and there's a lot of development that we can do internally. But ultimately, you know, with the pharmaceutical industry having the amount of money that they have to throw around and, and interest in this technology, you know, there's the potential that we'll have a merger or an acquisition and, and hopefully remain independent, but be part of a bigger organization and, and really be able to have a bigger impact. Ultimately. I see a year from now, Patricia giving tours. It's, uh, <laughs> we're going over to see Nirvana chip today. That's our <laughs> new... New if there's people that want to see the lab, that could <laughs> well, be a very interesting you know, experience. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, we actually have something else in common, which we realized back in the when we did that that brief show, is that you and I both have brain surgery for an AVM, uh, which is uh, I wish we were belonged to a, a different club like Chewbacca's <laughs> or something. But it was uh, they did that. Did that have a role in you going into the medical field? It absolutely did. It really altered the the path of my life for the better uh you know it's one of those things you can look back and say that was maybe not something i would have chosen to go through right. but I, i'm better for it and and i started out always being good with math and science so i, I wanted to do mechanical engineering originally but mm -hmm. after uh, i had the the brain surgery and saw this life-changing technology firsthand i started thinking you know somebody had to invent this and and yeah. somebody you know, had to put in the money and the effort and the, the, the willpower to, to develop this and to get it out there. It doesn't just do it itself. And that drove me to go into biomedical engineering and neuroscience in particular. And uh, I want to do the same. You know, I'd like wow. one day to be able to look back and say some of the technology developed led to an advancement that's changed lives. Guy sits up in a bed and goes, thanks, Lowry. Hey, that's right. It uh, doesn't have to be that oh, far. Okay. That's I, I, dramatic, I can pat really, myself on the back. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time we do the checklist. This is a part of the show where we take a little break and ask you a quick question that you, oh, you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. <laughs> Patricia, I'm going to start with you. What really drives your business? Passion. Absolute. It, it, the number one word is passion. Um, myself and my co-founder, um, he's from the Caribbean. We've lived in the Caribbean for the last over 20 years. Oh, wow. And we, we see the, the benefits of for we for not only the Caribbean and the southern United States, for example, where we hope to expand um, as a business that really engages the local community. Um, and we're very happy to be able to connect people with our platform as we're doing now. So for us uh, to, to take the big leap into entrepreneurship, um, having worked in the corporate world for many years, you know, um, passion is really what's driving this business. And now, Lowry, if you came back to the show in three years, how would, uh, how would all this be different? 
Well, if, if I look back three years ago, uh, I had just moved back to New Orleans for the second time, realized I couldn't stay away, and uh, unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of biotech opportunities here yet. So looking forward three years, you know, I, I see AxoSim coming a long way, having, I'm, I'm imagining quite a few employees and, and really being a part of and let me say, there are a lot of other companies in New Orleans that people may not be aware of in biotech, but part of you know, the forefront, the vanguard of biotech in New Orleans, really establishing ourselves as a player, uh, both regionally, nationally, and internationally, and, and, and having people think, hey, New Orleans is a great place for tourism, it's a great place for quality of life, but it's also a great place for opportunities for advancement, you know, for technology, and, and really to, to be able to go and make a difference and live your life maybe a little warmer than you would in a, in a yeah. Boston, uh, right, for right. instance, yes. where there's Absolutely. a lot of biotech. <laughs> so being able to merge yeah. you know, the opportunities with the great culture that we have. Well, I, I would think that once you got a couple of companies, there would be kind of a, a ripple effect that would occur. That's and, uh, absolutely, and that's how a Boston, for instance, yep. started. I mean, it was one or two companies that spin out other companies, you know, until, uh, investment capital has to get interested because there is a certain you know, amount of money, a, a certain momentum that well, you need. Let me ask you that question. Now, when I think of capital, you fortunately, your capital's probably come from Tulane, I guess, what, what you needed. And, and yourself, Patricia, what about yourself? You, this, yes. It, um, I wouldn't think the startup cost would be enormous, but there is some money you had to put out. Certainly, and, and, and the initial investment is self-funded to get the business off the ground. And, you know, we... Um, You're one of those people that, like, maxed out your credit cards <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all, it's, all, it's all from the co-founders um, <laughs> of the business. And um, when we, once we have, we're up and running in New Orleans and we have an, a nice group of customers who love our product and rave about it online and share it on social media, we will then, we hope to expand obviously to other cities from here. And that's when we'll be looking for, you know, for support financially. And not to, to grow. let the cat out of the bag, but what, what do you look for in a city? Right? Culture, hospitality. Uh, really, and, and New Orleans has that in abundance. <laughs> You're thinking Cleveland, or we're we're actually thinking more. Um, our our logo is the pineapple, as you oh can yeah, see. Oh yeah, that means welcome, right? Uh, thank you, yes, and it's all about hospitality. So we're focusing on the southern U.S. cities, like like Charleston and Savannah, Georgia, yeah. for Fantastic example. Fantastic, that'd be great. We yeah. think they'll be a, a really good match to where we're starting from here in New Orleans. And uh, then the wider Caribbean, as I said, wow. you know, is our is our goal. Go back back down there. That's uh, yes. I had to ask you though, Lowry. It's uh, um, when we're thinking about getting an industry in here. A lot of times we talk about tax incentives and such. Is there anything that's that's helping this industry out? That's uh, maybe a bit of contention uh, right okay. now, unfortunately. There were research and development tax credits available. Probably most people are familiar with them from the film industry. Right. But they also worked for, uh, for biotechnology and technology companies. Unfortunately, they, did, they made it non-refundable, which oh. means you can use it to offset income. Where that hurts biotech, unfortunately, is there's typically a long road to Before income. Before you get to insure. And so it becomes a bit useless, unfortunately. And it used to be that you would get 40% back on a federal grant, for instance. AxoSim is lucky enough to have just gotten a very, very significant grant from the National Institute of Health, where a year ago we would have been able to see 40% of that come back to us for additional R&D, additional hiring, gone right back into the business. 
uh, that is no longer available to us for now. But there are people that are that are working on that, um, so we're hopeful that that will come back to us. But there are programs for uh, labor, for instance, for hiring. Um, you know, these biotech jobs are typically very well-paying jobs. And uh, one thing I was going to ask you, can you find the labor you need here? You know, that actually has not been a problem at all for us, which has been very, very refreshing. Um, I, I, that is something we were worried about. But like I mentioned, Tulane has a fantastic biomedical engineering program, fantastic neuroscience program. LSU Health Science Center has a great neuroscience program. Uh, you know, and, and, and in science, when you, when you have a, a really cool idea, which we are biased, but we definitely think we do, it's easy to go to conferences and talk to people from Georgia Techs, from MITs, yeah. and say, hey, we got this phenomenal technology, you know, we're looking for people, and it's got to be the right person, but we're right. looking for people to help with our startup company, and, and it's not as hard as you would think. New Orleans having the draw it has culturally and weather-wise helps a lot as well. Patricia Marr, Lowry Curley, whether we're talking about creating human life on a chip or taking folks looking for some nightlife out for chips and salsa, we're talking about a whole new New Orleans. I keep thinking there's going to come a day when I really have heard it all, but entrepreneurs like you keep pushing the creative science and business horizons out further all the time. Congratulations to both of you on your respective impressive achievements. We look forward to keeping up with you on your continued success. Thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you so much. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Patricia Mayer. She's the co-founder of FOWI and Lowry Curley, the co-founder and CEO of Axosim. You can find out more about Lowry's life on a chip and Patricia's life as a local app by following the links in our websites. It's neworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music, including his latest record, Puzzle, is at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.wno.org and itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, and as it turns out, Lowry did not wear that white lab coat here to Commanders, uh, you can find photos from this show on our website and Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch on WWNO provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with more than 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com, and from Iberia Bank, offering comprehensive banking services designed to meet the needs of consumer, small business, and commercial clients, serving Louisiana clients for 128 years and now serving a regional base with a commitment to developing people and investing in its communities, iberiabank.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp and 30 North Investments. Thank you.